there. You're listening to episode seven of the Hair Chair Boss podcast. Now imagine this for a moment. You have a booth rental business or you're aspiring to a rental and you have a full clientele and they are people you love to have in your chair. You look forward to seeing them every few weeks. You enjoy the conversations you're having. You truly like spending time with them because it doesn't feel like a job. It feels like you're hanging out with friends and at the end of your busy day, you're tired, but you don't feel drained. In fact, you reflect on your day and you're so grateful for the clients you have because as Marie Kondo would say, they spark joy. This is a goal you're aiming for, right? This is one of the reasons you ventured out on your own again or aspiring to venture out on your own so that you can choose the clients that you have in your chair. You're not forced to have certain clients. Because the plan is for you to have these clients in your chair for years to come. Because when you create great relationships with your clients, they will become raving fans and loyal customers. And if you're not there yet, don't worry, you will get there. And because you're listening to today's episode, you're going to be well-equipped to get there faster and easier. Now, let me first tell you about the mistake I see many hairstylists make when it comes to attracting, building, and maintaining your clientele. And this mistake is taking anyone who will sit in your chair <laughs> and just about at any cost. In fact, you're often told that you need to sit around and wait for walk-ins and take anyone who will come in, anyone who will sit in your chair. And you're also told that even if a client is difficult or challenging, you just gotta deal with them because it's money in your pocket. And that if you want to build, you just have to suck it up buttercup and get thicker skin and do your best. And I'm here to tell you, that's terrible advice. And if you're telling yourself this, that this is what you have to do in order to build your clientele, well, you can stop giving yourself that terrible advice too. And in today's Hair Chair Boss episode, I'll be sharing five key areas you want to be super clear about so that you attract, build, and retain clients that you're going to love having in your chair every single time. So stay tuned. If you're like most hairstylists, you got into this industry because you're the creative type. You love to make people look their best so they feel great about themselves. And you may be following in the footsteps of a hairstylist you admire. You transition to rental or aspire to because freedom and independence are super important to you. You're passionate about your artistry and you set out to make this a great career. And somewhere along the way, things started to get off track and maybe you aren't exactly where you want to be. You're kicking up your social media and marketing to try to get more traffic online and clients in your salon and watching YouTube videos to perfect your skills. You're spending lots of time working on your business when the thing that could contribute the absolute most to your success as a hairstylist is to first work on you from the inside out and learn to be the kind of person who makes your dreams come to life. Because when you take an inside-out approach to the fabulous business you want to create, you will soon discover the hair chair boss you need to be to finally have real, sustainable, and lifelong wealth, happiness, and abundance in your life. I'm Angelina Campos, and this is the Hair Chair Boss Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Okay, let's jump right into today's topic, because if you're like every hairstylist I know, 
you have some clients who are not a good fit for you. And to be fair, you're not a good fit for them either. Yet you continue to torture yourself with keeping them. Okay, well, maybe torture is a little too harsh of a word, (laughs) but I've heard so many hairstylists say that it's close to being tortured. In fact, I remember I worked with a stylist who would come in the back room just to take a break and a breather from the client that they had in their chair. And I always thought that that client was great. I thought they were funny. They liked to share their travel stories, just talk about interesting things. They were quite talkative, but I thought they were really entertaining. And the funny thing was that this other stylist felt drained by it. Like I said, they would go to the back room, grab some water, take a breather, (laughs) and then go back out and finish their client. So you've probably experienced being on one side of this scenario, right? So why do you love having some clients and feel drained by others? This is a really good question. And it comes down to personality fit. And if you break it down just a little bit more, it comes down to energy because some interactions are going to energize you and some are going to drain you. There are going to be those guests, they walk out the door and you're just happy. You're still upbeat. You know, you have a pep in your step. And then there are those who are going to leave and you're just going to be like, oh, I need to energize myself for a minute. And the thing is, is there's a lot more you can do about this. And today you're going to learn how to be more intentional with your energy and being intentional with the energy you allow yourself to be around. Because when you think about it, the clients you have in your chair are exuding a certain energy just as you are exuding yours. And it's this energy, it's this vibe that you're exchanging. And most people don't think about it this way. You probably have felt, I know you have felt either energized or drained after a certain client leaves your your chair, leaves the salon, but you didn't know why. Like, oh, I don't know why I feel so drained by this client or I love having this client. I wish I had more of these clients. So you have felt that way, but you just didn't know what was contributing to it and it's energy. And as it is, you are giving so much of your energy as soon as your guest walks into your salon and even more when they sit in your chair. And that's why it's imperative that you attract clients that not only do you enjoy seeing every few weeks, but aren't going to drain you. And I see a lot of hairstylists sharing how they have clients they wish they didn't have. And oftentimes it's not that the client is a terrible person or a bad person by any means. They're just not a good fit for you and you for them. And yes, there are challenging and difficult personality types that you have to deal with from time and time again, but they don't have to be a majority of your clients. In fact, they can be a very, very small percentage of your clientele and you still can release them. And we'll talk about that in a bit. And this episode is not about how to handle challenging clients or situations, although that would be a really great future episode. In fact, I'll put that one on the list. Today's episode is about attracting the clients you want to have in your chair because it seems that too many times you feel like you don't have a choice or that you don't know how to attract those clients you just love, who love you back because you want to have clients who value you who look forward to seeing you. They look forward to catching up. And I've mentioned in previous episodes that many of your clients are going to feel like friends. And personally, I think that's a great way to have a business. And yes, you 
absolutely can have those clients. I did. And yes, I did have clients I didn't particularly want to have in my chair for certain reasons. And I let them go. I released them. And towards the end of this episode, I'm going to share what I did so that you can take what feels right for you and release those clients without drama, without hurt feelings, and without risking your reputation. Not only will you know how to release these clients who are not the best fit for you, you'll be making room for clients who are. And I know that you're going to feel very relieved with the information that you learned today. And I know this because I've shared this with other hairstylists that I've worked with in the past, and they've told me how much this approach has helped them. So before we get into how to let them go, how to release them to make room for new clients, let's first talk about the fun stuff, how you attract clients who are going to be the best fit for you. And if you've been listening to my episodes, you know that I'm all about helping you create success from the inside out. And this client attraction approach is also from the inside out because you have to know more about you than you probably realized. And there are five key areas that I found to be the most important for you to be clear on about yourself. Again, this is the inside out approach. And I'm going to share each one and then go into detail about each one of them. And there's five. So be ready to take really good notes. Okay, here we go. The first one is to know your own personality and the personality types you like to be around or don't like to be around. Some stylists can totally take on clients who are very particular about their hair. Let's put it that way. I've seen it where I've gone, OMG, that client needs every hair to be in place. And it needs to be exactly a certain way. And you know what? That stylist has all the patience in the world. And I don't. And I know that about myself. I need to have clients who are more carefree about their hair. I mean, they love their hair. It looks great. But they like to have more of a natural look, not so polished and perfect. So I already know that my personality type is not a good fit for someone who really wants to have their hair a certain way because I feel micromanaged and I don't like to feel micromanaged. But yet this other stylist didn't feel micromanaged at all. She just felt like, okay, she knows exactly what she wants and I'll just keep working on it until she's satisfied. Great. That's a good fit for her, not for me. And that's why it's important to know and be really clear and comfortable with your personality. And then to start to be able to identify personality types of other people. So think about that because it really is important. And it's not being judgmental about people. It's being aware of both your personality types. Because if you're not a good fit for each other, it will drain you. Okay, moving on to the second one. And that's to know the types of services you love doing the most and which ones you don't want to do. For instance, the ones you love to do. Is it blonding, balayage, fashion shades, shortcuts, curly hair, etc.? (laughs) And the ones that you don't want to do. Say you don't like to do updos. You're terrible at them. You don't ever want to do them. Or curly hair. You just never manage to get good at cutting curly hair. And that's okay. Because when you know what you love to do, it will be easier to let people know what your specialty is. And then you can become known for it. And the other thing is, is when you know what you don't like to do, it's a great opportunity for you to find another stylist, whether it's in your salon or in a different one, but find someone else who is good at that. It's a great opportunity to cross promote. 
because maybe they don't like to do or they're not good at something that you love to do. Again, it's just a great opportunity to build relationships with other hairstylists. The next one is to know your price point and know who is willing to pay it. And once you create your price point, you can identify the clients that you need to put yourself in front of. And when I say put yourself in front of, I mean find those clients as far as where do they hang out? What Facebook groups do they belong to? Follow them on Instagram. Let them know you exist. You can create targeted ads. And the one that I think is most important because you know what? You can have lots of Instagram followers, but they're not in your community. Most of them are not. So the one that I say is the most important is to do promos in your community. Again, once you know your price point, then you identify who is going to pay that. And then backing it up a little bit more, it's also knowing what your specialty is. So again, what is your specialty? What is your price point? Put yourself in front of those people who want that service and willing to pay for it. That's the bottom line. And doing promos and becoming known in your community, in your town, in your area is the best way to go. And moving on. Now, this is one that most stylists don't put any intention toward. And it's to know if you like to do the whole family or not. For instance, I had a hair chair boss student who liked having the entire family as clients, from the parents to their kids. And I know other stylists who didn't do kids cuts at all. And the way you go about this is very simple. Let's say you have the mom or the wife as a client. You just let her know that you also do men's cuts and you do kids cuts. And so that you can take care of the whole family if that's something that she's interested in. Most times they're not even thinking about that. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Yes, I would love to have you cut my kid's hair. And my husband has been needing a haircut and vice versa. Say you got the husband or the father in and let him know I do color. Oh yeah, she's been talking about, you know, needing to cover her grays or she's been talking about getting a highlight. And that's something that they don't think about. So it's up to you to have that conversation with them so that you can let them know that you can do the entire family. And before you know it, you'll end up with the (laughs) in-laws and their extended family too. Okay. So I think I've made my point there. Now the last one, and this is the fun one in my opinion, it's the one that will make all the difference because it's where you are going to be able to create a real connection with your clients. And it's to share your interests and your hobbies and your pastimes and your passions. This is where you have the opportunity to create great connections with your clients. So for instance, let me give you a few examples. Say you're a foodie. Isn't it fun to share foodie places to go? This is something that you can be talking with you your clients about the latest and greatest foodie restaurants that you tried or maybe swapping recipes and say you're into a certain type of music or movies or a Netflix series there's so much you can talk about and if you're a traveler and you have clients who love to travel also you're going to have great conversations they'll be exciting and fun you're going to love to hear about their recent trip to Europe they're going to look forward to hearing about your recent trip to wherever you went (laughs) 
and dogs. You know, if you both love dogs, you're going to be sharing dog photos and dog stories. And that's where you start to make those connections and build those relationships. When you share your interests and your passions, you will connect with your clients in a way that feels like a friendship. Even if the only time you actually see them is when they're in your chair every three, four, six weeks, whatever it is, it's going to feel like friends coming together again. So think about this. When you create this kind of intention for who you want to have in your chair, imagine what your day would feel like. And that's why it's so important to be clear on who you are from the inside out so that you can attract the clients you look forward to seeing again and again and who feel the same way. So by now, I hope you can see how easy it is to shift from feeling like you have no choice in who you have as clients to being more intentional and proactive about who you attract and keep as clients. Now let's talk about how to release those clients who are not the best fit. And here's where I want you to start with your thinking because it's going to help you be able to let go and release them without feeling awkward or any negativity. And that's not to make it personal or to take it personally. And here's the thing. Once you set this intention to release clients, be ready for them to leave and don't let your ego get the best of you. I'm going to share two real life examples so that you can use some of this as you make room for better fitting clients. And remember, it's not just them, it's you too. And it's not a judgment thing. You're not the best fit for them and they're not the best fit for you. And be okay with that. You're not meant to be the best fit with every single person that sits in your chair. So don't get into scarcity mindset and hold on to clients who would be better served by someone else. Instead, be empowered and be confident. Okay, let's go into these two examples. I know that there's going to be some good takeaways for you. Okay, the first example I want to share is about a client who is very extroverted. And I am an introvert. And what was happening was she would come into the salon and just be very loud and vivacious and not rude by any means, but just her presence and her energy was just very big. <laughs> and it just got to the point where it was draining for me. Like, again, I'm an introvert. I started to feel like I couldn't keep up with her energy. I couldn't match her energy. And it just started to feel feel disingenuine. Like I didn't feel like I was being authentic anymore. I felt like I was having to fake who I was just to be as upbeat as she is. <laughs> and it just didn't feel good anymore. And so I remember just saying, okay, universe, I really don't want to have this client anymore. I mean, I liked her personally. She actually sent me lots of referrals, but I just didn't feel like myself anymore. And so I didn't want her as a client any longer. And you know what happened? Like, like I said before, when you set a certain intention, the universe will align with that intention. And so she called another hairstylist and said, you know, Angelina's schedule just isn't working for me anymore. And I want to start coming to see you. And this stylist gave me a call and said, so-and-so client called me and I don't know what to do. And I said, well, why? What's going on? And she said, well, she wants to start coming to me. And 
and I know she's been a longtime client of yours. I just don't know what to do about it. And I have to be very honest and transparent. Initially, my ego got the best of me. And I thought, what? I was offended. Like, why? Just because my schedule doesn't work for her anymore? I mean, if she just planned far enough in advance, then it would work out. But she wants last minute to get in and blah, 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 blah. I started going down that road and then I had to stop myself. And I thought, what am I saying? What am I thinking? I have been wishing her away, wishing her well, but wishing her away for a few months. And here she picked up on that vibe. Again, we're all energy and she chose to go somewhere else. And I finally had to just be okay with that because that's really what I wanted in the first place. And so I wished her well, gave my blessing, gave the formulas right over and said, you know what? She's actually a much better fit for you. So we all moved on and it was in the same salon and I didn't make it weird for anybody. And she stayed a client for many years until she moved away. Okay, so just think about that. And again, when you set the intention to release clients, be ready because they will leave and you just gotta be good with it because that's what you wanted in the first place, right? Okay, next example. This example is very similar to the one that I mentioned earlier about personality types. So I had a client who was one of those who I felt micromanaged by, who just had to have, you know, the bangs just a certain way and this side had to go a certain way and my part goes just a little bit more over this way and well, that's not exactly how I do it at home. It just was not a good fit for me. It was really draining. And so I went to another stylist who I knew had clients like this and she managed them so well. And I talked to her about it and she was willing to take this client. So I went to this client and said, you know, I've been talking with so-and-so stylist and I think they would be a much better fit for you. I just know that she does a much better job with your type of haircut and style than I do. She's just much better at it than I am and you're going to be a lot happier. Why don't you try her out for your next appointment? Let's just schedule you with her and see how it goes. And she ended up staying with that stylist and we were all happier. Again, I did not make any of these clients feel like there was something wrong with them. It was not awkward. There was no drama. There were no hurt feelings. Everything was all good. And so think about that. And the way to approach this too is look at your client cards, look at your appointment book and identify those clients that you know you're just not the best personality fit. And if you can send them to someone who is, that's even better. And if you can't, that's okay too. But you can just let them know that, you know, I'm just not the best fit for you and release them. Okay, so there you have it. You have a lot of new ideas and insights and strategies to get out there and start attracting clients from the inside out. And I'd love for you to post in the Hair Chair Boss Facebook group at least one aha you had about today's episode because I know that you haven't thought about all of this and that's okay. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm pointing it out. And I want to encourage you to really follow through with these steps. And if you're not already in the Hair Chair Boss Facebook group, just click on the link in the show notes or you can go to hairchairboss.com forward slash podcast and you'll find the link there. I look forward to hearing about your ahas. And in the meantime, make it a great day and keep on making the world a better looking place. Bye for now.